Welcome to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast, dedicated to featuring unique perspectives, challenging mundane thought, and questioning the norm. Listen at kpov.org, on YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Whitney, you talked about, uh, before we got on, your uh, your own podcast. I was curious, what do you talk about and what do you, what do you really, what drives you in your show? Yeah. So by profession, I am a mental health therapist and I specialize in addiction and substance abuse, eating disorders and trauma. So I focus a lot on self-destruction and uh, my podcast is called Women Waken. And the basis of that is kind of the idea. It came from when I, so I'm sober from drugs and alcohol. I got sober eight years ago from all substances. And it made me kind of think, why was I doing that? You know, why was I self-destructing? And why do so many of us self-destruct in so many different ways? And when you kind of get down to the root of it, it's a lot of self-rejection that leads to it. And then there's certain things that cause us to reject ourselves. So, of course, this is, you know, a lot of what therapy is made up of. But there's also a more spiritual component, which I'm really into, you know, the spiritual focus and work. Um, that's a big part of who I am and what I focus on. And so the idea of when waken is that what a lot of us experience is a big imbalance between the external and the internal. So if you think of feminine qualities, which f- to say is that it's not like men and women, it's just energies, right? Sure. Absolutely. So like the feminine energy and the masculine energy. So when I think of masculine energy, it's what is cre- like it's like creation, innovation, production, growth, which are all great things. It's what we're here to do on in this world. Is what can we create? We are creators. But the feminine energy is that which honors life and sort of like the root system. If you think of both energies as a tree, the feminine is like the roots that make sure that life is healthy and honored and strong and well rooted. And then the masculine is the growth, you know, what, what it can be. But our world is pretty focused on the outgrowth rather than the roots, right? So when I speak to, th- to Women Waken, it's talking about how can we honor who we are unconditionally, right? Because back to what we tend to do is we tend to think I am how much money I make, how much success I have, how much, how much approval I get, how attractive I am, how desirable I am, how impressive I am. All external things. All of it, yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And it makes life really challenging because you're only as good as your latest achievement, perception, acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. And it's interesting. When I went to Peru, this is about last year, this time last year, and I worked with shamans, but I had some really interesting um, dovetails of, of experience when I worked with uh, Vajrayana Buddhists who talk about how the, the womb and the, the earth connection, the feminine energy of the Amazon forest, which is really the, our oxygen, is our lifeblood, right, of what, what breathes life into this. And it's, of course, very metaphorical. Metaphorical, but there. What's once you're there, you really do have a sense of like how this is such a, a, a bed of life, and, and all the diverse plants and species, and, and bacteria, and and, and uh, even knowledge and in history. Uh, but then on the other side of the globe, the Himalayas, the the big mountains, are this masculine energy that, that rise up into the sky, and it's so intense and, and and vivid, and 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 you can see it. But I I do understand now the importance of this grounding, which was something that. 
that I found that I wasn't expecting when I went to the, the jungle and, and worked with people there is this, this rooting, this, this grounding, this earth-based where you really connect, uh, which uh, what they call the Pachamama, which is the, the, the essence and the spirits of, of the earth. And so um, I'm really glad you brought that up because it, it is so important to understand the balance and what we don't see sometimes is, is probably the areas of what we need to work internally and look in, inward and focus on you know what, what our thoughts are or what's serving us, right? And, and not just always be out there because that's unfortunate in our society. We are so drawn by, uh, by uh, our, our judgments or what we're worried about of what we have accomplished, haven't accomplished. And, and, and that really is only a small part of it. And uh, I think uh, and, and finding that balance, then you can uh, get past uh, out there and work and start to focus on what's in. Yes, absolutely. And that is such a key point that I think we need to begin to move towards. And we are. You know, my thought is that this time right now is a pivotal time in Earth's history, in the species, of, in the, the history of the human species. Because, you know, we developed from organisms into, you know, amphibians into humans who you know, we're not very self-conscious. At first, we were just looking outward and thinking, how do I stay alive? Different challenges presented them, we dealt with them. But we've evolved uh, quite a bit, and now we're self-conscious. So we're aware of who we are and that what we do has consequences. But we haven't learned how to honor that relationship, which is we live and other things live outside of us. It's not just all about us. And so that understanding that we have to be mindful of the reciprocal nature, the symbiotic nature of life. In order to do that, we have to honor others, but also ourself. Because if we don't honor ourselves, then we are not a healthy organism. Because you can't just give or just receive, right? You have to do both. Mm-hmm. And if you're not well with yourself, you're going to be just trying to get, or you might be just trying to give because you don't see your value. So, I think that that's the turning point we're at is that we're be we're reaching a new level of consciousness, which is exciting, but it's change and change is scary. We thought the name of the game for life was to achieve, right? To achieve, to get, to conquer very masculine principles because it's, it's straightforward. It's, it's more, it's easier, but we've neglected the feminine just as, you know, I'm sure you found in South America, we've also neglected the planet, right? And like the earth beneath us. Uh, And that's, you know, South America is such a sacred place because there's these deep, deep ancient tribes that used to live there that still, you know, exist to some degree that remember what it was like to honor life and to honor the planet and think of the planet as a living being that we have are in relation with. Mm -hmm. Most of the world right now doesn't work in relation with the earth. They think that because we're, you know, we're humans and we can you know, exert force on things and do what we want that we can do what we want without consequence. But we're seeing the consequences, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I, I couldn't agree more. And I have come to the to the to the terms of, of that Gaia is a living entity and that uh, we unfortunately where we're at in the in the 21st century and in general um, society and America leading it unfortunately to a lot of degrees is that we we think we're special and that we're we're the only thing and I think we could get into the deep discussion of you know life outside of this planet potentially but we do need to honor ourselves by honoring the earth that is that is uh, what has bred us really and we wouldn't be who we were without the earth and I do do I do believe Gaia is 
is the feminine and is the the womb of of humanity and is alive and conscious in, in a unique way and and until we truly kind of understand that or even step away from what we think we know we, we will still struggle and so i think that's where it gets into the really fascinating ideas of consciousness and you know what we really are here for or why we're here and you know what we're really doing um which is we could go talk about this for hours but this is really interesting stuff but i do want to interview you and ask some questions like uh, like when when was this this moment and i know many of us have had it where we have decided we're going to try a new path or go on a new path or there was some awakening what was that moment what was that that triggered that where you're like i do not need stuff to uh, to distract me with drugs and alcohol or any of that to start on this new path what was that moment like yeah well i think for anyone who struggled with an addiction you might know the point where you recognize that with an addiction, it's like you're trying to make this formula work that just doesn't work, right? Okay, I can use this and take this to feel better and not have any consequences, but there's continuously consequences. So you keep trying to play with it, right? Like for me with drinking, I'm sure people know this, whether you have, whether you're an alcoholic or not, or have a drug abuse problem, everybody knows what it's like, or most people to have like a rough night with alcohol or overdo it, right? But for someone like me who just is, tends to be fairly ad- addictive, um, I, I kept trying to, again, work with the equation. Like, okay, I can just drink beer or I'll just drink wine. I won't drink the hard stuff. I'll only have three drinks a night. Whatever I would try, it didn't work. I'd always break my own rules. And with that, but also the things that I would do when I was drinking, right? I would say that I wouldn't drive drunk anymore. I wouldn't make poor decisions. I wouldn't do all use drugs, like all this stuff. And then, you know, I'd wake up the next morning and be like, oh, damn, I, I did it all. I messed it all mm-hmm. up. And I got to the point, it was in my late 20s that I got sober. I was about to turn 29 and I thought, you know, I can either stop doing what continues to have consequences or I can take the risk and roll the dice of moving into my 30s, still drinking and still hoping that I don't get in big trouble or do something to really mess up my life. I also was realizing that my drinking and using was really in affecting my relationships, my friendships, my work. And I I just had like sort of a a big life moment. Um, You might be aware of what's called a Saturn return. Mm, I've heard of it. Yeah, I don't know really much about that. Yeah, so I was actually on a guest shout out to the, uh, the Cosmic Community. The the show on it's actually today later today with uh, Stacy Stacy oh Dredd. of course yeah yeah is that right it's the yeah, co- Stacy Dredd right yep yeah okay. four o'clock yeah fantastic show everybody should should listen in and four thirty <laughs> yeah and um, I'm sure she she would know about this but so Saturn return is sort of it's when your Saturn comes back it comes around every twenty nine years about so it's a time where you kind of face this um you know come, come to self moment where you're like am I on my soul's path. Am I aligned in this lifetime with what I came here to do? Because you spoke earlier of consciousness, what's really the nature of life, of existence. My personal belief is that we come here to have a certain experience because we come from like full awareness, the ultimate consciousness. But then we have a bit of amnesia on earth where we see if we can work our way back to full consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so that was my Saturn return. And I had that moment and I thought, you know, there's two main things going on here when I drink and use. I don't feel like I can trust myself. And I don't feel I can respect myself, the way that I act, the choices I make. And also in in terms of, you know, I was working to be a therapist. I was going through school at that time. I was doing my own therapy. And for me, doing that while I was drinking and using was like 
Sithesis, the guy who rolls the thing up the hill <laughs> and it comes back down. Mm-hmm. It's like you try to make progress, but with the drinking for me, it just brought me right back down. So I'm, I made the choice and I said, you know, I'm going to give it a try. I'm just going to try, see what it's like not to drink. And I did it for a month and I thought, okay, I'll keep going. And then it was, you know, into the new year. And then now it's eight years later and I'm still sober. And the amazing thing is the the growth since I've got sober is exponential. I did a lot of growing in my 20s as well, but since getting sober, it's more focused, right? It kind of cleared out, but there was a lot there. I'll say that to anybody um, who's considering getting sober or is newly sober, you're kind of raw. And so, yeah, you can make progress, but like there's a lot to work with there because you're no longer sort of masking, avoiding, soothing synthetically the things that have hurt you, the things that you've tried to bury and avoid, which is a whole other topic we could talk about, but like trauma and the, you know, addressing that, healing that, working with that. So we can, because those are also the things that cause us to stay in repetitive patterns of self-destruction, of, you know, low self-esteem, low confidence, because we believe we have certain self-defeating beliefs about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that definitely was it. You know, I became a therapist because I, I went to therapy, right? And I saw the value of it. And I, I realized as I, you know, pursued a career after college, I thought I wanted to get into sales. I thought I wanted to make money because I'm, I'm very, you know, goal-oriented, very driven. And I was like, this is great. The harder you work, the more you make And it is, and it can be, you know, I'm not knocking it. It works for a lot of people. But the further I went into that, I realized, like, there's not a lot of soul here. Like, I'm a number here. I'm a number. I'm how much I make. They really could care less about my talents unless it means that it will raise profits. And that just didn't sit right right with me. So I was working at a sales job when I started going back to school. And I said, I got to be doing something that's going to get me out of this eventually, right? That I can do something else. And so I got my degree in psychology and then I was able to, I had to move home to California. Uh, I was living in Seattle at the time when I started school. And that's when I started doing like my practicum and working in schools and working directly with kids and, you know, helping people uh, with with therapy. And uh, it just obviously a very sacred and beautiful practice. There's so many different modalities, right? Like there's a, some people aren't huge fans of their talk therapy because it is like the first layer, but I say it's a really important layer. To me, it's the inception point, right? Because now there's like, you can do, you know, micro dosing, you can do hypnotherapy, you can do tapping and EFT and EMDR. A lot of people probably don't know those acronyms, but another time I'll share them. Um, but they're basically just different ways to address pain points and problems. But to me, the first step is there's a lot of power in speaking your truth, right? So being able to say, this is how I feel every day. And I've never told anyone, but I feel trapped in these feelings. I feel that they will never go away. I feel terrible every day because of course the body and the mind and the spirit are all connected. So if you have this deep held belief or deep held fear from a trauma, from something in your life that you've never spoken to, it stays in there and kind of festers. And it begins to, it will manifest physically because there's a connection, right? If you're not flowing through your emotions, your body's going to be kind of constricted as well. And constriction is never really something we want in any regard, right? Constriction is kind of holding back and keeping something from being expressed fully, And to me, that's the ultimate idea of doing therapy, but also bigger spiritual work is to express yourself as fully as possible and feel the greatest sense of freedom that you possibly can. And that's the reason why I started therapy myself is I felt imprisoned 
by the beliefs I had about myself that were so self-defeating, I felt so much less than everybody else. And I was at the point where I didn't want to be here anymore. So I had to do something. And that was another reason you asked why I got sober. That was it. Because I was freaked out. Because <laughs> I was having thoughts of harming myself. And, you know, that's no way to live. And that's another thing about Women Waken is it, the feminine is that which knows that you are inherently lovable, that you are inherently perfect just as you are, that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to achieve anything. You can just show up and you baseline just as you are inherently lovable, wonderful, perfect. And, you know, people hear that and they're like, oh gosh, that's what, you know, that's what people say when they're just trying, you know, it's woo woo and too flaky, but it's just the truth. And because we don't live that way, we grind and, you know, kill ourselves trying to prove that we are worthy and that we are lovable. And why spend all our energy in this life trying to prove something that has been true the whole time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think we are, as a culture, starting to realize, and maybe the pandemic, there's some many silver linings or at least like some surprises. But I think a few of them were, we need to look within, right? And we need to self-heal and we, we need to appreciate ourselves and, and honor ourselves. And um, I definitely have been down that road and I've had my own awakening and my, my moment of like, this stuff's not serving me anymore. Come to find out it, you know, the drugs and alcohol was, was just numbing myself out from dealing with past traumas or dealing with my self-image or, or my own problems. But now that now that I'm sober and facing it, that's actually a, allowed me to grow so much more naturally and to, and, to, and to discover. So I think it's really important that uh, we give ourselves chances. And I'm actually, I just did a, a three and a half day fast. I needed to reset myself. And sometimes, you know, they, they come in all different forms, but sometimes it's your thoughts and it can lead to disease, which is disease. And your disease is when you're stuck or you're constricted or you're limiting yourself. And sometimes you have to just let go and, yeah. and yeah, put down the bottle, put down the tobacco, put down the negative thoughts or the, the hate, you know, and um, I think it is so important. And that's, I think one of the reasons why we do these shows is, is to help um, just enlighten people or to, to bring up upon, you know, new ways of thinking and to, and to heal because there was a lot of healing. We all can agree. That's one of, of course, number of things, but I think we can all agree in our society in today's day, we have a lot of work to do, whether it's healing or coming together or, or ending violence or fear. I mean, there's so many topics, and uh, but I think if we were to all really take the time to have that critical conversation on how to heal and how to um, work through the, the challenges we all have, we might be in a better place. But I think there's a number of things that, that could also catapult <laughs> some better healing. Um, uh, and uh, that's probably a whole nother show, but I'm hopefully you can come on again. We can talk about all this cool stuff. Uh, but uh, yes, so I, I would like to uh, to shout out in any ways people can get in touch with you. Please tell me about your, your podcast. How can people listen? How can people get in touch with you? Yes, thank you so much, Adam. So you can find me at womenwaken.com. That's the website for my practice and also kind of shares my mission and vision for this concept of Women Waken. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere that 
podcast exists. And I also have a YouTube channel, which is at Women Waken on YouTube, which I have videos of all my podcasts on there. I do solo episodes. I do guest episodes. I'm also a tarot reader. So I have a few tarot readings on there. I do a solo episode every Monday that includes a tarot reading for the week. You can check that out. And you can also just email me at Whitney at WomenWaken.com if you're interested in working together or just if any of the topics addressed today pique your interest or something you want to learn more about or if you need any resources for any of these things because we did hit on you know some pretty heavy things like addiction and recovery and you know depression and all of that so yeah and I, I think this is the power of the media medium of radio and podcast as far and the importance of communication because just as you said we all go through this and you never know whose ears these words might land on that they can say wow I didn't know I needed to heal, but what they were saying sounds a little familiar. Thank you for listening to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast. To hear weekly interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical conversations and follow KPOV High Desert Community Radio on Facebook, YouTube, and your favorite podcast app.